2: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues.
3: They are. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition.
1: Yes, they do. And what a great sponsor. And uh, we always have Dr. Stately on uh, Mondays. And with his insight uh, about everywhere from COVID to the great, rich history of Franklin Avenue and his family, uh, it's always great to talk to Dr. Stately. And uh, we really appreciate uh, Native American community clinics uh, support all these years. Hey, we're here. It's Friday. We're here with State Senator Mary Kunish. And uh, you know it, it we we were at a thing last night, Haley and I, for the station, and it's it's so, so cool to hear all the great feedback from sponsors and other people that are on the shows uh, on AM950 specifically. and um, your name comes up and it's just we're all about you know uh, getting a platform for our our native relatives like yourself. Uh, to what's going on in Turtle Island, what's going on with your life and especially for you, just the great updates that you give us on what's happening uh, politically here in, in Indian country uh, here in Minnesota. So it, it, I just want to let you know it's been noted that we have a great show and and it's been noted too that Haley and I always say and I always say that we have great guests and that's what make the show makes the show mm. what it is. So welcome.
2: Well, aho everybody, yape, uh tiwahe. Nice to be here with all of you on this kind of overcast Friday, but that just means it's sort of a, a low energy day, which sometimes I really need. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, especially we're talking about your grandbabies and then mm-hmm. how, you know, lifting them works your core and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if I exercise, I'm old, I need a little nappy after that.
2: Well, I think if I wasn't on the radio right now with you, I'd be resting myself <laughs> while the girls are resting. So,
1: <laughs> good one, good one. Yeah, a hey, lot going around going on. Um, uh, we have uh, our session. When When is the session coming up again? Is that October or
2: no? Um, the next session for Minnesota is in February. Uh, That's... so we have we are we are, we're, it's a two year. Cycle, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, where the first year starts in January, and that's generally um, uh, the finance year where we Mm -hmm. work on all the finances. And then the next year is uh, we start in February, and that is around policy. But you know, most of the time, when you have pol- when you're creating policy, there are dollars connected to it. You need to mm-hmm. have somebody do the work, create curriculum, whatever it is. So um, there's some spending also in that second year. But here in Minnesota, we've been going through um, a tough month uh, with a call to the governor to have a special session around our um, some legislation that we tweaked. Um, and by we, I say um, the Democrats, the DFL here in Minnesota, tweaked around our school resource officers Mm -hmm. and the sort of um, uh, pressure that those officers can use or cannot use when they are restraining a young person. So they can't you know, lay them down on their stomachs and put their knee on their back or or in any way um, put the pressure on the the kids so that they can't breathe or that they can't even say, I'm in pain, that hurts, I can't breathe, whatever it is. And um, it, uh, you know, it was a piece of legislation that uh, the Minnesota House had passed a couple of times. And then this session, um, as the result of a working group with a number of school districts and special interest groups, their recommendation was to to pass this legislation through in the governor's uh, in the governor's bill. And what it what it what we did or what it, they did is um, in 2019 we passed some legislation that restricted. SROs, school mm-hmm. resource officers, from using that kind of force with students who are receiving special education uh, uh, um, instruction.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it was just carved out for that kind, that group of, of students. Well, really, all we did was we broadened it to all of the students. I mean, you can't do the, you can't use that kind of force on uh, people in prisons. Mm -hmm. Um, It's already outlawed against our um, kids who are receiving special ed education. So we said, you know, just to help with any confusion, you can't do that for any kid. I mean, you can restrain them under certain circumstances, especially if there's imminent body harm to themselves or to others. Right. But it's not like you can just grab a kid, throw them down and, you know, and have at it. So this gave... um, the league of cities consternation because they were concerned about liability. And then that started the, um, the public safety people to say, well, then maybe we shouldn't do this. And we changed another area from in a sentence from instead of, or to two, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're saying, this is so confusing. We don't know what we can and cannot do. So then they started Pulling all of our um, our uh, resource officers out of the schools, hmm. which of course makes people very nervous. But you know, not every school district in Minnesota has them, right? Uh, and not every school in a school district has them as well. Hmm. And so there were plenty of school districts that said, you know what, we have a good relationship with our public mm-hmm. safety. We're keeping our SROS because. I think, you know, too, um, if 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 this is the right kind of person in a school, they build right. great relationships with the students. Kids can build confidence with them. It's a great role model. Um, oftentimes the SRL get a little heads up that there's going to be trouble in the school and they can try to do some um, de-escalation ahead of time. So, um you know, that's what we were, we've were we been up to for the last month. It's been extremely time consuming and actually right. kind of annoying because it has sucked up so much of our time. And, of course, they were calling to the Republicans were calling for us to hold a special election, even though at least two of the Republicans in the education committees um, actually voted on the final bill and they <laughs> knew that was in there. Um, but we are like, Nope, we're not having that special session. And we will look at the role of SROs in the schools, how we need, you know, a lot of them aren't licensed don't have a special licensure or haven't had the training that they should. So in a way it's got us moving and working on that. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can find a good consensus.
1: Wow. Mary, that's a really good update. I don't know if you, when you were last teaching, but, when I was last teaching, I think St. Paul got rid of, rid of their uh, SROs for a while there, and I, they might be back now, but I've seen, like, really good ones over the years, and, uh-huh. like, like the last one we had was super nice. He took the kids uh, fishing. He really yeah. tried to be uh, in community, and he was definitely the re- last resort, but, you know, I've been, I was doing this for 25, 30 years, and you know, I saw, saw some bad ones, but they uh-huh. were gotten rid of really as soon as uh, principals and people saw how they were dealing with our with our students. So um, it, it just sounds like it's just a political mess, and it's re- and I was surprised to see Hennepin County was confused too, because you know uh, I thought that that sheriff was pretty. Uh, I, want, I don't want to say liberal, but at least open to, to what was going on. So it became a little political mess, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up and talked about it. That's just a really interesting uh, thing, because all of a sudden we became Republicans versus Democrats, and yeah. then you bring up, well, the Republicans voted for it too. So I don't yeah. know, really, thanks a lot for that update, and let's that, yeah. uh, take a quick break. You're listening to... Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish and Haley up uh, later in the show. Wendy with the update of our sacred animals, and we'll be right back after this short break.
3: Stay with us.
2: If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up, don't engage in acts of sexual violence, and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a
4: workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
5: Boujou, Hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388.
6: Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067, or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you.
1: Welcome back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and this is robert pilot hey welcome back to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm your host robert pilot
3: this portion of the show is supported by js bean factory off randolph avenue in saint paul native owned bringing us the best coffee that keeps us awake
1: I am awake, and I love their coffee. I love Steve's blend. It's a super a dark blend, and it tastes really bitter, and so <laughs> it helps with me being uh, really a nice guy, and it balances me to be bitter too at the same time.
2: So it's really, <laughs> bitter sweet.
1: That's right. Thank you, State Senator. No, hey, we're here. Sweet. <laughs> we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and wow, uh, thanks for that update. I just wanted uh, to uh, bring that up again because. I feel like our SOR or SRO uh, uh the school that I taught at uh, uh, the last one was really, he was really connected with the kids. He took them fishing. He did all these things that, uh, that he didn't have to do. And right. uh, he was chill, I, he was mellow. So, yeah.
3: I have a really great story just kind of since we're ending that topic too. So, I went to Forest Lake High School. I graduated in 2016. What? And we had a, we had officers in our high school as well um, all throughout junior high too, I believe. And we had some really great officers who did build great connections with um, some of our kids. And I remember uh, it was, I think the year after I graduated high school, our mayor at the time uh, was trying to completely get rid of our police department in Forest Lake. And -hmm. it was actually our students um, at Forest Lake high school did a big walkout and we protested. And uh, that was, played a role in the decision to end up keeping our police department. So
1: was it the whole department, Haley, or just the SROs? The whole. Oh, oh, wow.
3: Yep. They wanted to use sheriff officers in Washington County instead. Oh, Oh, I do
1: vaguely remember that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. Well, there's the power of those Gen Z's. uh,
2: (laughs) That starts it all. That's where it all begins. And now look at you. But I mean, I I know they're, you know, those s if again if they're a good SRO they do a really great job. Mm-hmm. And the the last one that I had at the middle school I taught at, you know, he'd go to the kids' basketball games. Mm-hmm. He'd you know go down to the park.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, kids would say yeah we had this big family fight over the the weekend and now everybody's mad at each other and cousins would come to school mad at each other cuz their parents are mad at each other oh. and you know he would like you know soothe the waters and yeah so i mean there's a there's a place for everybody in school if you are there to support the students and the staff so
1: You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody last night, too, about it. And, you know, you, I'm sure, have mentored teachers over the years, too. But I would tell first-year teachers, if if this year is about you, you're going to have a terrible year. If it's about the kids, you'll have a great year. So it's up to you if you're going to have a good or bad year. Yeah. We know that uh, if you're uh, student—I don't want to say student-friendly, but if you're uh, definitely there for the students— like uh, a lot of our SROs were in my in my career, you're going to have a good year and you're going to have um, less problems. I've seen uh, situations uh, de-escalate because of relationships that possibly wouldn't have happened where, where there's conflict in school. So relationships like we talk about all the time here in Native Brits Radio are so important everywhere, but definitely in in the school setting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got two. Yes. Right on. Uh, So what else we want to talk about here? We got uh, a lot of things going on here. Um, You're going to go to a powwow uh, tomorrow. And I think that's, you know what state center, before we get any further, I forgot to mention this in the first segment, but we got to wish our Lieutenant governor a happy birthday today.
2: Oh, that's right. Yes. I saw that. Uh happy birthday Lieutenant Fl- uh Peggy Flanagan.
1: Yeah. Happy
3: birthday Peggy.
1: Right on and we just got to give her a big shout out for sending uh those bi-weekly reports from the the Lieutenant Governor's office. It's really well appreciative and of course like you state senator, you give us credibility. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we appreciate you and and uh, and her.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. So um we got a powwow coming up here this Saturday. Maybe we can just talk a little bit about that. And I always think it's fun to remind because I've been running into a lot of listeners over uh, the last few years, different listeners that come to our events because we do talk about things like powwows that there's etiquette and it's open to everyone and come join us. And uh, that's been an exciting part of this job. But let's talk a little bit about the powwow coming up here, the powwow of hope. And it's about uh, it's cancer survivors. It celebrates the cancer survivors, mm-hmm. and uh, so, in uh, state senator, you may be speaking tomorrow, so that'll be awesome. And uh, it's a powwow, and it's indoors, so if it's in climate, it's a really a nice, a nice setting. That I'm glad that that it's uh, back after I think a couple years of being gone.
2: Yeah, um, this is probably one of my very most favorite powwows. First of all, it's kind of small and intimate, and um, and it's a powwow fundraiser for a really important issue like um, the American Indian Cancer Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I mean, I don't think any of us don't have somebody close or know somebody that that has passed away from cancer, my eldest sister, um, who was honestly like my, she was in a lot of ways more of a mother to me than my own mother was, Mm -hmm. um, passed away from uh, brain cancer very quickly. I mean, Mm -hmm. just very quickly. And it just, it rocked my whole family to, you know, to our core because she was, um, she was such a kind person and a gentle person. She was the kind of person you could go to and like literally spill your guts. And, um, it's not like she was trying to boss you around or tell you what to do, but she would help you kind of sort things out. I had some trauma when I was in high school and, um, she got me through it and never told anybody. I mean, it was our secret for decades and decades and decades. And she actually like took it to her grave. That was the kind of person that she was. And, um, and so when we look at um, how we can support, not only the, our, our, um, our cancer patients and the people that are, are living with cancer, but their families and their community that, that miss them. And um, this one is, um, a, again, for the American Cancer Society. Um, it starts at 1pm tomorrow. And it's at the base camp facility kind of over by the airport by Fort Snelling.
0: Mm-hmm. So the grand
2: entry's at one And um, it goes until uh, there's a feast at 630 so, um, stay for dinner and there's a silent auction. They have a wall, a rock climbing wall for folks. There, there'll be opportunities to play lacrosse, oh. lots of healthy, um, vendors there to talk about how to, you know, take care of yourself and your family. And so, yeah, it, it's just going to be a really, really nice day.
1: You know, in years past too, uh, we did the, a live broadcast there too, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I got to meet. I think that's one of the first times I met uh, uh, the governor, and I think it was yeah. before he was governor. I think uh, yeah. Peggy were there running, and uh, Peggy will probably show up too. She uh, does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just a you know, we talk we talk uh, about community, and it's just an, important, and everyone's invited to powwows. It's just you know, there's a few rules that we like to talk about. Don't take pictures of people without asking. And, you know, I was at the Mankato powwow and it was fun because I saw some people ask, uh, look like a brother and sister, if they could take their picture and they were like really kind of happy that they asked. And, you know, not only happy they asked, but you know, kind of, uh, proud that they asked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that you know, we there are there is protocol, but I think the best thing is to come, be respectful, and then, you know, find the people who are maybe in charge or who look like they're in charge. And <laughs> and just ask the question because I think uh, nobody is ever going to get mad for asking a really good question.
1: And to uh state senator, uh when when we talk about vendors as you know, uh native Ritz Trading Post is at a lot of these kind of uh things if they're selling it there that means you can wear it no matter who you are yeah so if their earrings support the artist uh, t-shirts art uh definitely come and support those uh those vendors because uh you know it's legitimate real yeah. creative art
2: yeah that's a really good point to make i i i think folks are always tra- uh, worried about like culturally appropriating if I wear these earrings or if I wear a shirt or, you know, um, if I've got sweet grass, things like that. And Mm -hmm. so um, that's a really good point to make, but I just kind of wanted to step back and talk about, um, you know, cancer in Mm. our native communities. Um, I'm looking, I did a little research before the show today and um, as I knew, it's, um, you know, it, it uh, supports the notion that Native American people are are um, highest risk for mm-hmm. cancer compared to non-Hispanic white people. And um, we have those higher rates of cancers, like lung cancer. A lot of our folks smoke. I mean... Right. Uh, you know, I've been a big smoker in my lifetime, um, the colorectal, the liver, stomach, kidney, and of course, breast cancer um, is it higher in our native communities. I think part of it, of course, is the the environment, but also the foods that we eat or we don't eat. And, um, you know, there's just lots to talk about.
1: Let's talk a little bit about that uh, in their next segment. That's a great point. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awaken here with State Senator Mary Kunish, Haley, and up next after that will be Wendy with our Sacred Animals section. We'll be right back after this short break.
8: Hey, it's Patrick. It seems like all kids do during summer is drag dirt into the house. The good news? The kids are back in school. And fortunately, there is zero res. Zero Res is the healthy way to get your home feeling fresh and clean again. Even if your house doesn't look dirty, you need to call Zero Res to remove the dust, dander, and bacteria in your carpet from a summer of fun. Lucky for you, you can score big this month with great savings. Right now, you can get your entire home Zero Resified from Minnesota's ultimate carpet cleaner and get three rooms of carpet cleaned, starting at just $149. It's also a perfect time of year to get your air ducts cleaned this month with $100 off your air duct cleaning. An air duct cleaning will help alleviate allergies and asthma, you will enjoy less dust, lower energy bills, and your home will stay cleaner longer. Schedule your appointment today at ZeroResMinnesota.com or by calling 952-Zero-Res and asking for the AM950 special, Zero res.
9: Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, eatlocalminnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. The next time you're out in South Minneapolis, make Nightingale off 26th and Lindale your go-to dining option. It's a comfortable neighborhood restaurant that features a delicious menu of American classics, plus a wide drink and cocktail selection. Nightingale has dining room and bar seating available, plus takeout and delivery. Current hours are 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. daily with the full menu until midnight. More at NightingaleMPLS.com.
7: Hey, it's Tom. Since 2009, All Energy Solar has been providing solar energy solutions to customers. With fully licensed electricians and installers, you can be sure that your solar installation will go smoothly. The team at All Energy Solar understands that every customer is unique. They'll take the time to survey and understand your property to find a solar solution that works for you. One of the biggest advantages of going solar is the opportunity to take advantage of the many solar incentives available. But it can often be confusing to know what you're qualified for. All energy solar professionals will help you find out what savings you can apply for and even help with your applications. This is especially important since many rebate programs have limited capacity and are first come, first serve. So it's important to have a professional on your side We'll make sure you get every eligible rebate. Get a free no-obligation assessment from All Energy Solar's commercial solar specialists by calling 800-620-3370 or visit allenergysolar.com.
8: With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilio. Showers and storms possible tonight with a low of 65. More rain and storms expected on Saturday with a high of 76. Scotchamama's Hot Barbecue offers the huge taste of selections like baby bag ribs and pulled pork sandwiches out of a little place. Scotchamama's is located off of West Diamond Lake Road in South Minneapolis. Visit their website at scotchamamas.com.
2: Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas.
7: I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I am your host, Robert Pilot, and I'm here with Haley uh, Haley Cherry and also State Senator Mary Kunish. And you're listening to Native Roots Radio's Friday edition with State Senators.
3: Yes, this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, uh, State Senator, we were kind of ending in, in that last segment went really quick. and We were kind of ending talking about statistics in Native Americans and in uh, with cancer. And uh, mm-hmm. I know it's, it's insane. And you talked about your oldest sister, which, uh, yeah, you know, how many times have we heard where people have been diagnosed and they, they leave us so quick.
2: I know it's, um, it's really hard. Mm. You know, you just, you don't have the time or the opportunity to say all the things that you wanted to see, because by the time she was diagnosed, she was already, um, you know, uh, incapacitated at some Whoa. level. Mm. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's really tough. And, you know, I think as we look, to the future for our uh, for Indian country, we have to make sure that we're creating really healthy communities going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know if you watched the last, uh, the recent, um, or the second, the Res Dog uh, episode before this week's one, when the elder when they busted him out of the yeah. out of the institution, and they're talking about elders and how important elders are to the community. Mm-hmm. um and so we we want people to live longer and healthier but we also want to keep our elders around so they can pass down the wisdom and their experience and you know the generational support that we all depend on so
1: yeah. yeah well i uh that last res dogs too and i know a lot of you haven't watched the reservation dogs and it's Last uh, show, I think, is next week. So I think they had 10 episodes this year. Oh, I don't
2: want it to end.
1: (laughs) Well, what's interesting, too, and I don't want to, like, confuse the conversation here, but it sounds like that they're getting close to uh, ending the writer's uh, strike and actor's strike here. And that would be awesome because we'd love to get uh, Bobby Wilson and uh, Dallas Goldtooth on again and talk about the series and... uh, it's hard for them to talk about it and promote something, especially when they're on strike. So we haven't had yeah. those guys on. Um, but the last show was really interesting too. Um, it was it it's it's an emotional show, and Ethan Hawke was on there, uh, which was amazing. He played uh, one of the characters' father that she never knew. That. Yeah, and um, I, I was crying during that one because I've had similar experiences um, with my, with my Hinu and Weha. And so, uh, it, 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 it's a thing that's needed. And hopefully what we're going to have is, um, some offs from the show. And also I know, uh, Sterling Harjo is, uh, produced that, uh, basketball diaries i believe it's called uh the Mm -hmm. basketball uh thing and so that's going to be on netflix very soon too so there's still still more to come from those guys but i'm going to miss these characters
2: oh a hundred percent characters they are (laughs) i mean oh my gosh and and you can almost see You know, somebody you know that's just like that, you know, it's if it's your own auntie or uncle or, you know, somebody else in the community, like, oh, my God, they nailed it there. So, um, yeah, I always I always hate it when these these really good series come to an end. And um, I've been watching. um, What's the other one?
1: Dark Winds. Yes. Yeah,
2: I mean. It's so crazy that that actor plays totally different. There, he's a police officer in both of these That's shows, but totally different person. I mean, one hundred and fifty percent opposites, you know. Um, and he plays them both so incredibly well. That guy needs some kind of unique special award.
1: Well, State Senator Mary Kunich, do you do you remember uh, Rihanna Yazi of New Native Theater? Yeah. She wrote the first uh, show to that episode,
2: oh. or the first
1: episode of that show. How did I say that backwards? <laughs> the,
2: but it's based on
1: on a book. The first year was uh, based on that book. And I think they've kind of gone a little further from the Dark Winds book because I think they did the whole season or the whole book in the first season is what I heard. And then it's just kind of spun off. And then they also got uh, renewed for a third season.
2: Yeah. Have you, um, so it was based on one of the Tony Hillerman books. Right. Have you read any of his books?
1: No, but I know you have because you're a reader.
7: (laughs)
2: Yes. Yes, they are really good. Um, The main character is a character, Jim Chee.
7: And
2: um, he's the, um, you know, it sort of reminds me of the Native American Longmire. Did you ever watch Longmire series?
1: No, I didn't.
2: Oh, that would be another really good one to watch, but it that takes place, I think, in Montana. And uh it's a white um sheriff, but he has to work with the the tribal members. Anyways, so um yeah, the book uh, the author, um Tony Hillerman does mm-hmm. these really great um police mystery kind of things, and um I think it's uh I think they did a really good job of incorporating some of those, the book and the characters, in there. So um, I would like to see that one continue as well.
1: Hey, uh, we should get a uh, some sort of party or screening uh, for uh, the movie coming up with uh,
3: Killers uh, of the Flower Moon. Yes, thank mm. you. That's coming yes.
1: on twentieth. So we should get we should rent out a movie theater and. Yeah. have some sort of party here in the next uh figure that out in the next month because the more I read about that and I'm rereading the book which uh is insane and reading the interviews and then also hearing at cons that they had a almost a 45 minute standing ovation after the movie was shown for the first time
0: wow
1: um I'm excited and I'm really excited too because I read an article about uh Uh, interviewing, um, what's his name, help me out here Haley, who's the main actor?
0: Oh, uh, Leonardo uh,
1: DiCaprio and you can sense this and I'm sure you read the book too uh, that came out in 2018 with the same title is that it became more uh, FBI centered in the book about how they were going to crack this case and when they were doing a read through, Leonardo told uh, Martin Scorsese that this should be about the Indians and not the FBI. And so it really flipped and changed. So that's exciting to hear that, but also exciting to hear that our story will be told by native actors as opposed to, you know, dancing with Kevin Costner or something like that, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to this one coming out as well. It was, it it was just a riveting book. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't put it down. True story.
1: True story. I know.
2: 100% 100% true story and um you know that ho- that happened um you know f- with that community but you want to you start to look around and see where else did that happen where there was a very intentional infiltration and then annihilation um of uh native folks that should have been receiving the royalties or the The revenue from uh, mineral rights or land rights or water rights or whatever it is and um through the conniving of you know the non-natives they lost everything and probably ended up losing their lives as well so
1: right well and the interesting uh scenario too is that uh you know it was a it was a big cover up happened in 1921 the FBI came in 25 and they were a brand new uh, agency um and it just went deep and people were being poisoned murdered and what i thought was interesting is one of the interviews that they had after cons was that uh when they were shooting this mary uh george floyd happened when yeah. they were shooting this it came out about Black Wall Street. All these historical things that nobody uh, was taught in school or very few people knew about were exploding at this uh, time in history and during their shooting of this movie.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, there's a real. I, I hate to say awakening because then people will, connect, you know, connect that to being woke. But there there. is. Yeah. I mean, there was a there's been a great awakening around the misjustice, um, especially around economics, around Mm -hmm. housing, around medical care uh, to non-white communities, you know, in this great nation of of the United States. And Mm -hmm. we have to you know, continue to work on that and and talk about it and educate people and then make the really good positive changes that we need to.
1: Well, we were a a nation or nations of 45 to 100 million people that were annihilated off this this land. And uh, we had our own economics, we had our own, uh, uh, you know, chiefs and uh you know different people that worked at different ways in their in their tribes um we had it going on here but we didn't expect them expect people to come like they did and thousands and thousands and thousands of people running over the land and um so we're resilient we're still here and we're we're the last i want to say race but we're the last people's to really not be colonized. And, uh, you know, we can talk about the Irish and, uh, which I'm part of and talk about other races that were feeling about mother earth and father sky, the same we were, they just been colonized longer and we're still fighting it here as native Americans.
2: Yeah. It's, um, we're not done yet. We're not done fighting. We're not done, um, insisting that we, get back what we're due, but also to ensure that, you know, when it comes to taking care of uh, Unshimaka, the Mother Earth, that we're making sure that we're doing it in the best way possible. And a lot of that is getting back to the the ways of our ancestors. And for a lot of people, they don't see that as progress, but um, I think we can do it.
1: Yeah. And with your help and the help that uh, you've been given and a lot of our allies and friends uh in our communities have been really pulling for us uh the next seven generations is who we're thinking of so yep. again hey thanks so much uh state senator it's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you and it's always fun and stimulating up next uh we got wendy with our sacred animal section you're listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake i'm woke oh
9: Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options The plan includes personal support coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental plus over 30 extra benefits Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal.
5: Bonjour. Hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov slash careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388.
6: Fall is here and it's the season of changes, but you know what doesn't change? The fun and excitement at the National Eagle Center in Wabasha. Pack up the family for a perfect day trip and take a drive to Wabasha to join the celebration during their SOAR Fall Flight Festival happening September 23rd and 24th. They're highlighting fall migration along the Mississippi River Flyway and celebrating Native American cultures and their connections to eagles. You'll meet the live eagle ambassadors, catch an exciting program in the beautiful Riverfront Amphitheater, and enjoy a front row seat to fall migration. You can explore native and indigenous cultures by visiting the exhibitor booths from Effigy Mounds National Monument, indigenous artist Inkpa Manny, and Native American craftsman Dick Mindikowski. Plus, meet live birds from the Midwest Peregrine Society. Register for an unforgettable eagle-viewing trip or behind-the-scenes experience and enjoy seasonal arts and crafts for all ages. It's a fall party with the eagles, and you're invited. Get all the details online at nationaleaglecenter.org and schedule your eagle fun today.
5: You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs.
7: Get up and listen.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How. Hey, next up we got Wendy Pilot with uh Sacred Animals Fun Fact Friday. Go ahead, take it away, Wendy.
4: Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Haley. Hey everybody, my name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega. Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues on the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. Today's Friday, so it's always Fun Fact Friday. We have some good information I would like to share with everybody. Um, and you might want not want to hear this, but now that it's getting colder, you're going to see an influx of spiders in your house. I know, it's gross, right? A lot of these fellers are wolf spiders. Yeah, wolf spider. Before mindlessly killing these babies, please consider letting them be, or at the very least, capturing them and releasing them elsewhere. And this is why you should do that. Wolf spiders are ground hunters, so while while they are fast and have fabulous eyesight, they usually stay hidden from your view and don't spin any webs. They eat all bugs considered pests, like crickets, other spiders, mealworms, centipedes, ants, flies, etc. They are very curious, but very gentle, and they make great pets if you're less they're extremely scared or hurt they're less they're helping to slow down global warming So is helping to slow down global warming so, is helping to slow down global warming so they are beneficial for not just your own home but the entire ecosystem so, I know that it's creepy and crawly and it's really scary to have spiders in your house. Um, Robert and I have spiders in our house. (laughs) We have a couple of spiders that are um, on the staircase up in the corner. So they just live there. They're not wolf spiders. They're different spiders. Um, But um, they just live there. I don't you know sweep them or vacuum them up i just i just leave them and they catch other bugs so and if there are not other bugs in your house they're going to leave they're going to move on right they're going to go somewhere else where they can get the centipedes and all the other stuff that you don't like do you want to see more fireflies i remember when i was a kid they were always Fireflies. We used to call them lightning bugs, um, but we used to love these things. We just do anymore, and it's sad. But this is what you have to do anymore, and it's sad. But this is what you have to do if you want to see more fireflies. You have to leave the leaves. So firefly larvae spend the first two years of their lives underground and in fallen leaves. Um, And even if you don't want to have leaves all over your yard, you could have a wild area, just a little wild area. So if you must tidy up your leaves, just rake them gently into your wild area. And this is where um, even bumblebees uh, and other bees hibernate under these leaves. So do that and we could see more fireflies. Hey. Halloween's coming up. Don't throw away your pumpkins. Find woods near you and smash them open for the wildlife to eat. Pumpkin is safe for wildlife. And I did not know this. The seeds are a natural dewormer and you're recycling, right? So it's a win-win. Love that. I usually take our pumpkins. Well, I leave pumpkins out on the front stoop and somebody always gets them. It's usually the squirrels that are uh, chewing them up, but I just leave them out there. But yeah, crack them open and let the wildlife eat it. Eat them. Hey, they, there are reasons to adopt two kittens instead of just one. You'll have fewer behavioral issues with two kittens. Bringing home two kittens can relax uh, you can relax knowing that they have a 24-7 play partner. They'll never be lonely. And having a pal with uh, help your kitten settle into their their new home. And the best part is you will be saving two lives instead of one. And we have done that in the past. Robert and I have went to adoption um, centers and uh, Robert wanted this white cat, and I said, "Okay, that's great, but we have to get this other cat, Princess." Well, she wasn't Princess at the time. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, it was her name. She came with that name, Princess, and she was there the longest. And she stayed in the back of the cage with her face in the back, and she wouldn't, she wouldn't look at anybody. So no one was going to take her. She was there the longest, and I just said, "You know what?" Let's take this beautiful white cat that's very friendly, very outgoing, and everybody loves. And let's also take this cat that's never going to get adopted. And we did. They ended up being best buddies. And they were both of the two best cats we've ever had, honestly. And then later on, I think a year later, I went back to the same spot. And I saw Lucy. And I picked her up. So, Bumblebee's. Let's talk about bumblebees for a second here. Bumblebee queens spend their winter just below ground under leaf litter, right? We were just talking about this. In the spring, they'll emerge and dig a burrow to make a new home and lay their eggs. Protect bumblebees by leaving leaf litter and debris in place until the late spring. Um, Now, depending on how your spring pops up and the temperatures change, we always do a no-mo-may. So we don't do any cleaning or raking or sweeping, any of anything uh, until June, June 1st. And that really gives uh, all our insects and pollinators a chance to live, right? So just some friendly reminders to do that and um, just another reminder I talked about this uh, not too long ago but uh, birds are migrating right now songbirds are migrating right now so they generally migrate from September 6th through October 6th and what happens is all the light pollution really gets them confused and they don't know where to go so two-thirds of all songbirds migrate at night and light light pollution can cause them to become confused. So Tracy Avery encourages everyone to turn off all unnecessary lights. Um, If this is not an option, use warm white or yellow colored light bulbs, shield shield your light bulbs um, to direct light down and install motion sensors. If working indoors, uh, it might, uh, and close the drapes too so we need to help our uh, songbirds they have till October sixth or so they're still migrating out there so you want to shut those lights off and it'll save electricity too and your electric bill so thank you very much Robert thank you very much Haley I appreciate being on and talking about fun facts have a great weekend